Good morning and welcome to episode 34 of the Quickie Podcast. Thank you for being here today. For today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing my good friend, Nova Hopkins. She's the principal and designer at Nova Hopkins Studio. She's also an assistant professor of branding and communication design at UFV in uh, the Fraser Valley, British Columbia here. She is from a family of artists and designers, so she's got that core creative in her background. She's an organic farmer. She has backyard chickens, for real. It's super cool. She has a ton of experience from high-budget agency design life to startup, you know, scrappy agency design experience, and she shares that with us. She also shares a story about some of the toughest decisions that she's had to make in her career so far, going from career-driven and career-focused to taking some time out of that to raise a family and to be part of that. So that was really exciting to hear, and she shares stories with us and things that I didn't even know about her. I really enjoyed chatting with my great friend Nova here. Um, so let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Nova Hopkins. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Nova, how are you? I am well. Thanks, Dave, for having me on here. No, I'm happy to have you. Are you ready to do the Quickie? I am. All right. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. Okay. Well, my name is Nova Hopkins. I currently live in Abbotsford in the Fraser Valley. I am a mother of two. Um, and if you kind of go into my past, um, I grew up with graphic design. My mother was a graphic designer. Oh, I did know um, that. Yeah. And so um, she actually went to Capilano College where... I went to Capilano College and I did the idea program, so I kind of followed suit there. And then on my dad's side, my my uncle practiced graphic arts and the large kind of billboard paintings, he kind of practiced that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, so I come from a background of artists and designers. Um, and so I always kind of dabbled in graphic design mm-hmm. and even in elementary school, I would cut apart brochures and photocopy brochures and make my my actual reports look like brochures oh, even cool. when I was quite young. Not really realizing what I did, but more so for like the interest sake yep. and probably maybe the guidance of my mom as well. Um, but yeah, I went to the University of the Fraser Valley, which was um, the University College of the Fraser Valley doing the visual arts program there. And mm-hmm. then I, from there, went to Capilano um, College at the time, um, and I did the um, IDEA program. Um, and that was an amazing experience there. And while in school, I was hired on with Carl Group, and they were um, in Vancouver. Yep. And so I stayed in Vancouver, and I worked with them for a little under two years. And there I had a fantastic opportunity to be exposed to medium and large-sized businesses. So I got to work on um, development packages for high-end states and resorts. We primarily focused in corporate communication and mm-hmm. real estate design. 
And so we're talking about like um, different kind of brochures for this date that you're going to get that is leather bound and it's $250 per brochure. And it was like an amazing experience working with these high end budgets. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, there is also you get this fun stuff, but then there's also the reality of um, that kind of pushes and pulls against your ethics. So I also got to work with some of the crummy stuff, working on PowerPoints to let um, a few hundred people know that they're going to lose their positions within their jobs. Oh my um, gosh. And so there is that. And so that really, that experience was invaluable because it really taught me to believe in my gut mm -hmm. and to actually figure out what I actually believed in and figure out my my values there. Mm -hmm. And so while I was there, um, I decided at some point, um, just because of some projects that were coming up, that I wanted to look elsewhere. And I heard through a friend that Relevention Marketing was out in Abbotsford was looking for a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. So I um, switched, well, I went and applied and I was hired on there. And from there, um, I helped develop their design department. And I was there for just under five years and as their creative director and brought on a team and worked with freelancers and helped build the network with their marketing department. Mm -hmm. And that was also invaluable because we worked with a lot of small businesses, um, startup businesses, a lot of nonprofits. And so we worked with no budget or a very minimal budget, but we had to have the biggest bang. Yep. And so that really... Um, helped me flex both kind of avenues, the one of Carl with the large budgets and then the one at Relevention, who is also now known as Crew, um, with the, the smaller budgets, but also still having needing the same kind of expertise and experience. Yeah. Um, and then from there in 2012, I decided to leave and focus on doing um, brand consulting and design um, through my own name, mm -hmm. um, so Nova Hopkins Studio. And um, during that time, I also kind of went through something where I didn't know if I wanted to do graphic design. Interesting. So, yeah, so I actually, in that winter, I started working at an organic farm, um, planting uh, vegetables, helping maintain the fields, selling the produce at farmer's markets. And I also did some graphic design and branding for them. But I really needed a break. I was I was burnt out. I felt like I gave, 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 and I needed to disconnect. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for um, a, a few months. And during that time, I was actually contacted by one of my professors from IDEA who had moved to the University of the Fraser Valley. Mm -hmm. And she encouraged me to um, apply for a position at the university. And so I applied and I was honored with that position. So I decided to make my career in education. And so um, since 2013, I was teaching graphic and digital design um, with a focus on the communication design and brand identity, as well as packaging design. That's cool. Yeah. We, <laughs> I didn't know about that organic farm stint. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. So I do, I do um, kind of dabble with the idea of permaculture and horticulture. And so there is that other kind of avenue where I have done garden designs and I've worked with um, other local schools mm -hmm. doing the nature play gardens as well. So there is kind of, kind of both. Yeah, it still links to design, but it's just a different focus. 
That's cool. So earlier on, you had mentioned that both, was it both your mom and your dad were graphic designers? My, my mom and then my uncle went to school for graphic arts okay, way so, prior. Yeah. So you were born and raised in sort of a, a design environment for sure. I was, yes. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And you, you and I met um, back when you were at Relevention, when you had first started there. That's correct. That's right. Quite some years ago. And yeah. those wondering, my name is Dave Hopkins. This is Nova Hopkins, but there is no relation. <laughs> exactly, which we had to explain to everyone. <laughs> still, to this day. Yeah. <laughs> so then I want to go back to when you first started noticing design out in the world. What did you start seeing? Oh, um, when did I start noticing design? Well, I think earlier on, um, so like in elementary school and even probably prior to that um my mom actually left her career as a graphic designer for canadian living magazine and she um um became a stay-at-home mom and she Mm -hmm. actually then went back to work after a couple kids um and so i remember um going to the studio it was actually in abbotsford and the name just has left me but she worked there working on um some local brands and or brand identities and i remember going there and playing with her markers and mm-hmm. um being around the letter sketch and um around all all like the materials because a lot more back then it was a lot more hands-on and building it rather than on the computer and scanning yep. it in um so I, I remember that. And like even the smell, the really stagnant smell of the markers that were really intense that kind of burnt your nostrils. <laughs> so that has always been there. Um, I think I didn't, I think I was, it was so ingrained in me that I actually didn't even realize that it was graphic design. I just yeah. thought that you choose beautiful typography and to, to say the personality of like, the design brochure or the the essay that I was writing mm-hmm. unless it was actually chosen by the the teacher but um yeah I think it wasn't until actually later that I actually realized that okay this is this is graphic design that mm-hmm. I'm living and breathing <laughs> what a great distinct memory of that and yeah. going and messing around and being able to play with that stuff as a kid yeah yeah it was a great experience so what has been the most influential design of your life so far either something you've seen or something you've been a part of? Hmm. Influential design. So that's, that's an interesting one because depending on where you would have caught me within the stage of my life, Mm -hmm. um, that would be, yeah. So actually just speaking to now being a mom with a three and a half year old and a one year old, mm-hmm. I would just even say the designs that really have impacted me or just even the navigation throughout pregnancy mm-hmm. and finding the information that I needed throughout pregnancy and even after postpartum um, and how actually un- that it was not user friendly. Yep. And so it's made a really big impact in my life, um, just with trying to navigate through that. And then also that the fact that I want to do something about that. And I want to be able to, right now I'm focusing on my kids, but that is something that I want to make that information more user friendly, because there is a stigma about postpartum depression. There is a stigma about 
certain pregnancy things. And I think that we need to be make that a little bit more accessible. So that's been a big one. Another big impact has just even been children's development mm-hmm. and um, the storybooks and the games that I read and I play with my kids. And from that, I've actually developed many ideas mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of how I want to mold and frame that. And so it's almost kind of made me a little as an inventor of where I'm designing and coming up with these yeah. ideas. And I just, now I just need the, need the time. <laughs> That's so interesting. So through yeah. your life experience of being pregnant and having children, you know, yeah. you're looking at all of these education and learning elements of that, those stages in life through a completely different lens than, you know, a lot of other people get to see it. That, that's exactly it. And so looking at it as a target audience, but then also looking at it with the lens of a designer and how to make that more accessible as well. And then talking to friends and family. So yeah, it's just opened up a new, a new door. So then what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far? Uh, why was it challenging and how did you get through it? Okay. So the most challenging, um, there's two challenging parts. Mm-hmm. Can I can I speak to two of them? Please do. Okay, so one was when I was within one agency and I was challenged with a client where we had a spin on their story. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a big spin to make the client look like they were a BC-based client rather than an Alberta-based ca- client. And um, within the oil and gas industry, and we were pitched the idea. I was the lead designer on it. And within that, I left on that Friday after being pitched. I had to have concepts that I had to work on over the weekend and present them to my creative director on on the Monday. And that was the biggest eye opener for me to listen to my gut and follow my gut. And f- there I decided that I did not like to deceive the public. Mm-hmm. I did not um, like what the company or the client stood for, um, that I couldn't live with myself if I just designed something. And speaking to some designers, they were like, just design design this or design that. And mm-hmm. they didn't, it didn't really phase them. But listening to myself, I, I knew that I couldn't, I couldn't move forward if I had just given up. So from then on, I presented designs that were almost a joke and they were the complete opposite than what the creative director was knowing that there might be a outcome um, that might not be me staying there. Um, Anyways. So um, I told him I didn't want to work on the project. Mm -hmm. Um, I was really nervous about it thinking that I'd be fired and it was like, okay, we'll just give it to someone else. And it was like no big deal after all my concerns and about the story and about what I felt was deception. So that was a big challenge within my career. And then I realized then that I did not want to work with those kind of clients. And it still made me question graphic design at that time. Um, And then I moved on to another company that that I was was quite happy with clients. Um, But then recently... I, the biggest challenge that I face is um, to leave my position at UFE and to focus on my kids and be a a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. And that was very challenging because I love what I do in my career there. Mm -hmm. And I love the students and the 
the like the teamwork and just everything that um, UFE stands for. They're a, fa a fabulous institution to work for, as well as the department's growing and there's a really great foundation. And I can see, um, I can see where they're going. But for me to, I knew that I had to follow my gut and to step away from that and actually my own personal business as well mm -hmm. um, and focus on my kids. So those are, those are two. So with both, it's, I listen to my gut and I listen to, yeah, what I actually value the most. Yeah. Very good lessons in that for sure. Um, so who is a designer or a brand that you look up to or closely follow and what is it about them that you like? Um, one, um, agency that I really admire is land. They're out of Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, and they do, um, does their style is much different than what I particularly do. And so I just, I like their illustration style. Um, they've worked up with Stumptown. Um, so they're, they're quite nice. I just like to follow them because I, I always find their imagery. It's a little bit more cutting edge. Um, I, when it comes to inspiration, I tend to look away from graphic design. Mm -hmm. I look at um, illustrators. I look at different movements, um, such as like if you follow the wing, which is um, this women's movement and this women's group. Um, um, I look at uh, Still She Rises, which is this woman that created this huge network of um, followers on Instagram, and she raises funds for um, ACLU and different groups like that about things that she really believes in. So mm -hmm. that's actually where I find a lot of inspiration, um, as well as even our our local like GDC. I, I like following like um, our um, groups like that yep. as well. So I don't particularly look at anyone just straight on. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of just filter it out for inspiration and what I follow. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so you had mentioned, you know, about a challenging project where you were um, asked to sort of mislead uh, the public about something. Mm -hmm. um, one of the questions that I often ask is take us to a design or a project that you were a part of that did not go well or bring the desired result. And what was that like? And how did that feel? So I wanted to just ask if you had any other experiences in that, that you could share with the audience. Yeah. Yeah. So there is, there is that one. Um, another one. See, and this, this is the thing. And I love sharing different stories and really authentic stories with my students is that, I've had the opportunity to work on a lot of different clients. Mm -hmm. And even when I was a, like a young designer, I was quite naive. So I didn't question who I was designing for, the messaging or how I was going to persuade them or what perception I was going to, to create with my designs. I just kind of did it. Mm -hmm. I talked, I was like, I did focus on like the strategy and the, the target audience, but I didn't question past that. So I think that there's been nothing that like, I think everything that I've done has been a really great learning experience. And mm -hmm. from there, I've actually discovered a lot more about myself. Um, we have made mistakes and 
with mistakes, you that's how you grow. Yes. And within agency, um, there's been printing mistakes and we just split the cost or whatever have you. But I think that we need those and um, and even to always be questioning our values. And so even with the one that I mentioned about creating a PowerPoint and I worked with this really amazing local illustrator and we created this whole storyboard about the company and then the content. And overall, because it was one of like, I was new to an agency, I didn't really realize what was going on mm-hmm. <laughs> as as strange as that might sound i was just kind of just just designing like a lot of a lot of junior designers do but then in re- retrospect when i look back it does it makes me feel really yucky and it's kind of a a project that i was like ooh i wish i had like the insight that i have today to say no but then again i needed those projects to to get to that point. To get to right? this place. Yeah, exactly. So it's very important that the clients that I take on have purpose um, and that have values that that resonate with me. Right. It doesn't really answer your question like this. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, it does. I mean, because it, it, and I sort of see, um, you know, a, a bit of a theme coming up here is, is following your gut and find find the purpose don't yeah. just do design just to do design. Find a purpose and yeah. pursue that purpose that you know your gut and your heart is pointing in. Yeah. And that's always the one, the first thing I ask my clients as well as the first thing, depending on the course, wh- which I ask my students is what is your purpose? It's not just to design pretty designs mm-hmm. as lots of people just want to do. There's more to it. So what it, what is your purpose? And so I realize it's like my purpose is helping good people do great things. And so it doesn't matter if it's a graphic design project or a brand identity or a packaging project. There needs to be some good or some intent behind that mm-hmm. as well. Got it. No, I'm excited to ask this next question because I got a feeling you've got a good answer cooked up there. Um, what is a project you have been a part of that you are the most proud of? One that oh. makes your heart sing or the biggest design feather in your cap? Oh, my goodness. Um, I So there's, yeah, there's quite a few. I get excited over any project that there is a team where we all, where we all feel like we can win together. Um, So there's lots of projects like that. I really value, I value network. I value team. Even with my own personal business, I bring team players on Mm -hmm. and I work with different graphic designers. I work with different developers. Um, A somewhat recent, not totally recent, but was run for water. Mm -hmm. That was a, so I recently worked with the team and with run, run for water and we did the redesign of their identity and of their, well, their brand identity. And what we did was we looked at their strategy and what the need actually was. What was the purpose of run for water? Mm-hmm. And we basically kind of refreshed it and realigned it because it was starting to get, it was kind of misaligned. And so we realigned that and and created this really wonderful brand mm-hmm. and this identity to follow follow it. So the tone, the voice, um, and everything that they stand for. And it's great seeing how later on it kind of ripples into 
um, video and it ripples onto online and then seeing it on social media, even though I'm not, I wasn't a part of that, but seeing how that brand kind of, it was fluid to mm-hmm. say. So that was, that was definitely a fun, a fun one. And for, An the, one. for the listeners that aren't familiar with Run for Water, what's the, do you want to give a quick explanation of that? Yeah. So Run for Water is an annual um, race that happens in the Fraser Valley. Well, it started in Abbotsford. And so we just went through um, one of the, I call it a race, a marathon. Um, And um, the proceeds go to building wells um, in in Africa. Mm -hmm. And it's been running for a number of years now. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done it, Dave? I've done the 5K. The 5K? Barely. But barely. I <laughs> barely, but I did it. Yeah. yeah, good for you. <laughs> so, from the instructor side, um, I'm yes. curious to know what the uh, what the one piece of advice is you'll pull from this. Um, but what's one piece of advice you would offer to new design grads looking to make their mark in the industry? Oh, design grads, designers, students always email me this or ask me this. Yeah, and it's hard because there's so much advice. I would uh-huh. love to give. Um, uh, so one would be to follow your gut. Yes. If if you feel that the client's not right or you have this strange feeling, don't take the project on. Uh-huh. Money comes and goes, but you need to feel good about the project that you're doing yes. as well as the designs that you're creating. So that's I think that's a big one. And then the other one is don't burn your bridges. And I that one is actually one that stems from my schooling with Karen Yeager. You used to always say, don't burn your bridges. And so, so it's all about your team and networking. And I am a true believer in keeping in contact with alumni, um, other resources, because you never know when they're going to flip your project mm-hmm. or you're going to work together or you might meet at some kind of gala. So you always want to save face. You always want to own mistakes, never point fingers. Um, so it's about relationships. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Um, what is one design product, tool, or community you could not live without? Oh, well, of course, there's the the software because that's mm-hmm. absolutely needed, the the laptop and the software yeah um again so design product tool or community another one would be would be my network my community Mm -hmm. so again like i mentioned i'm a big believer in working with my community so um i've i've been known to put logos and put them out to what is, who is the target audience, but within my community yep. and ask them for their feedback or ask them the feedback on the brand or the personality or their experience. Um, I will meet with um, different suppliers within my community and then ask them for their feedback when the project's just getting started. So yep. I think it is, again, it is your network and those relationships that I can't live without. And that's what gets me excited is to be able to meet with somebody and share my insight and bring them this client and talk and brainstorm like that is such an amazing feeling that brainstorming together and coming up and bouncing ideas Mm -hmm. back and forth off each other that's perfect so your answer to that question is community and not just any community your community is my my own community yeah so your community your network 
Yeah, in in person, face to face. No, yeah. but that's a great answer. Yeah, that, that's the you. last question I got. Thank you so much for being on okay. the show today. Okay, thank you so much, Dave. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode with Nova Hopkins. I really hope you enjoyed listening to her story and about some of the tough choices that she's had to make in her career so far, because we are all faced with those tough decisions and got to go with your gut, you know, find a purpose. I liked it. Thank you so much for listening again, and we'll see you tomorrow.